Welcome to A Coach's Perspective. We are so happy to be here this evening, and I've got a great show put together for you tonight. This show is presented to you by Great Southern Bank, and they're our presenting sponsor. We're very grateful for Joe Turner and Kelly Polonis, all of the teammates over at Great Southern Bank. They are excellent teammates in our adventure. Great Southern Bank is serious about convenience. With nearly 100 banking centers in six states, hundreds of ATMs and mobile and online banking services, you're always in touch with your money. So learn more at greatsouthernbank.com. Other sponsors that we're going to talk about include Highland Dairy, Craig Lehman with Shelter Insurance, Bill Grant Ford and Bolivar, Story Construction, West Logging, Greg and Melinda Burnett, and Springfield Yard Cards. So let's recap first a little bit about what happened in our last show. Our last show was, took a little bit different angle than a normal sports show takes. We talked about failure. Normally you whisper that word when in sports, failure. But we talked with podcast host and author Justin Skinner on his new book, Professional Failure. And we talked a little bit about how failing helps you grow, helps you learn, and helps make you uh, the success that you end up becoming. And it was a, it was a great show. I appreciate Justin being here. If you want to listen to that episode, you can go to a coachesperspective.com and listen to it, or you can go to Apple iTunes, Spotify, Verbal, or Helium Satellite Radio. All right, so tonight I love these shows because we, we like to take a sport and we break it down. We do, um, this segment is called Sports 101. And tonight we're going to explore a sport that has been around for a very long time, and that is rugby. And so I want to welcome to the show, um, rugby Springfield Club Hall, rugby Hall of Famer, president of the Springfield Rugby Football Club. Also, you are on the board for Queen City Chaos and Drury University rugby coach. Brian Bevel is joining us. So welcome. We're glad you're here. Well, thanks for having me. You have a long list. It's only an hour show, so I had to kind of condense that down. But what a career that you have had in this sport. Um, I, I want to start right from the very beginning, and I want to talk about how you got into this sport and what you enjoy so much about it. Well, first and foremost, you know, I think uh, rugby finds you. You don't find rugby. Ooh, I and, like that. And I literally was um, um, walking past a field um, out in uh, – San Diego, California in 1989 and uh, saw some guys playing with a rugby ball on a Tuesday evening, um, approached them, didn't know what it was. Uh, and I played my first match that Saturday. And so um, that's what I mean when rugby finds you kind of, uh, it, it's just one of those passions. And, and once you pick it up, um, it, the bug never leaves the camaraderie, the team teammates um, and the family that rugby becomes and you become part of is, is hard to shake. It's really its own culture, almost. It really is. It's like a, it's a lifestyle, um, and I and I really, after doing all of this homework for this show, so I could act like I know what I'm talking about when it comes to rugby, is it, it's fascinating to me. It really is a culture. It, it is. You uh, <clears throat> when when you live and breathe rugby. I mean, I've been playing here in Springfield since 1994. Um, it really um, gets you and and makes it part of your DNA. It's something that, that infects um, your your day, your mood, your attitude, um, you know, looking forward to training. Um, you know, when you have a full-time career and then you go play rugby in the evenings, um, it, it's something to look forward to. And when you find yourself looking forward to that, it's not like beer league softball. It's a whole other approach <laughs> to uh, an activity with yes. your brothers. And, and the health and fitness component I love about it. I mean, the stamina it takes, the endurance, 
it's not, it is a very physical sport, but as we're going to talk about a little bit later in the show, there's a lot of mental strategies as well. But I, I like that component of it. Let's talk a little bit about the origin of it because, I, you know, when I do shows like this, I really feel like you got to look at the progression of the sport and how it became so popular. Um, so kind of as the legend goes, if we may, in 1823, a boy named William Webb Ellis was playing in a soccer game for his school. Um, and then he, the sport of rugby came from that experience. Can you expand on that a little bit on the history of rugby? He literally picked the soccer ball up and <laughs> ran with it. Right. And uh, that was the beginning of rugby. That literally was he ran with it until he was tackled, and they created the game of rugby from that very moment. Um, and that's the lore that, that goes with rugby and where it started. A rebel soccer player. That's it. That's it. He got tired <laughs> of playing footy, and that was that. <laughs> right. So let's talk a little bit about some of the basics, all right? We're, we're going to cover some of the fundamentals, um, and I want kind of a snapshot for, for someone that has never even seen rugby, um, has an idea what it is, but um, tell us a little bit about, I mean, how many players are on each team? You know, how do you score? What, what's the field? Tell us just some of those basic logistics. So there's, there's a lot of disciplines. We play union here and in, in not league. League is what they play uh, down under mostly. Um, in, in America, we play uh, sevens, tens, and fifteens. Um, we're getting ready to play 15s here, and that's 15 person per side with one referee. So One referee. One referee with 30 players uh, out there. I've been refereeing for 18 years, so I, I spend a lot of time out in the middle, and you have to have control of the game. You, the very, can't, you can't say it's not my call. <laughs> it's my call. It's They're call. all mine. They're <laughs> all right. mine. That's uh, great. The thing to remember is, is uh, it, with rugby, when you first see it, and people, it's total chaos in their mind. And the thing to remember is you can't play on the ground and you can't play in front of the ball. So when you see that, you'll see the defense is backing up because the ball creates the line of scrimmage, which football stole from rugby, which is the, the line of scrimmage is where the ball sets. Now they set the ball on the ground in American football and make everybody back up. Rugby does the same thing, but at high speed. So then you back up. And the other thing that to remember is, is the ball has to travel flat or backwards. So you, you only play behind the ball. So we can't pass it downfield. We can kick it downfield. But in order to recover the ball, you have to be the guy that was behind the ball. So everything starts with the ball. The ball creates the onsides, the offsides, where you can be and when you can be there. Um, super simple to remember on a field that's 71 meters wide by 144 meters long. So you can fit an American football sideways across a rugby pitch. Wow. And, you know, and when it comes to scoring, uh, instead of – jumping into the end zone and flipping the ball, we go into the try zone and we place the ball. You have to put the ball down with pressure in the try zone to be awarded a try. So a try, so explain that, because a lot of people might not realize that a try is kind of the um, equivalent of a touchdown, if you will, in football. A try, we, sort, of. As, as, <laughs> sort of. As rugby players, we like to think a touchdown is the equivalent oh, of a try. That's right, that's right. I've got to get my rugby we, trash yeah, talk we've on. Been, we've been around 100 years longer than football. <laughs> that's right, that's uh, right. So... <laughs> You know, they, uh, they, they, and they center the ball, um, for the kick. We do not. Uh, so when you cross the plane and you ground the ball, then the kicker, whom you nominate for the conversion for, uh, the two points has to take that kick anywhere along the line, the ball across the plane. So you might have a 50 meter kick for the two point conversion, but along with football, if you complete the two parts, the touchdown, the extra point, the try, the conversion, they're both seven points. Okay, so so there are a lot of parallels between rugby and football, or there's a lot of things that football stole from rugby, however you want to say it, right? <laughs> but So let's talk a little bit about the uniform numbers, because in rugby, 
um, they have to do with your position Correct. and your alignment. So tell Correct. us about that. So uh, rugby players are numbered uh, 1 through 15, <clears throat> and the, the first eight are your uh, offensive and defensive line. So there's actually two quarterbacks in rugby, um, one in football. So the center, which um, I played in rugby for the uh, last 25 years, is actually called the hooker. So when the uh, scrum half, which is your first quarterback, rolls the ball, they call him the first 5'8", rolls the ball in, I hook it with my right foot to him, who he then passes to the other quarterback, which is the standoff. And that's where the numbers mean something. 10 through 15 are the backs. We like to say those are the guys with the hair gel. You know, They're the <laughs> ones um, that are stand. The standoff is usually clean at the end of the match. Anybody right. wearing 1 through 8 is going to be dirty and uh, a little bit grungy. And, and why don't you remind us what numbers you wore? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wore number two. I wear, I wear number two. I'm right in the middle of it. Um, uh, I started as a center with a one and a two on my back, number 12, and grew into one and two up front. Um, my dad loves to say that he's got a dirty hooker for a son. And I've, I've gladly worn that title for a very long time. <laughs> there you go. Well, you're, you're involved consistently in yeah, the action, yeah, and that's, yeah. that is a good thing. So, um, so when you, when you have, um, one referee, mm-hmm. uh, t- tell, how does that even work? Because, you know, football ha- has to have multiple referees, you know, even basketball with only 10 players out on the court. They've, they've usually got three referees. How, how does that a, work? Um, you know, rugby is a gentleman's sport. It is uh, elegant violence. I've seen some of those hits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, and I will gladly hit you, then pick you up and have a pint with you after the match. There we go. There we but go. The, the, there's a code. There really is a code. Um, they're, you know, they've kind of taken some of the, the, the violence out of the game where um, 10 years ago I would encourage you to play from an onside position by stepping on them and encourage you by stepping on your love handles or your calf <laughs> or, or, you know, something else because we had to get up and go to work um, the next day. But we would encourage you to get into an onside position. And with that being said, the referee cannot see everything that goes on with that much going on. So um, if you have someone, they call it being cheeky, Someone's going to come in and settle that score pretty quick and set the tone that we're not going to – that's not how the match is going to right. go. And both sides agree to disagree at that level. Which is your own form of um, player officiating. It's the equivalent <laughs> It's the equivalent of a golfer in the woods. Right. Is, is, the, ball, is the ball there or is the love ball that. not there? You know, I mean, that's the equivalent uh, that I can do for you. Oh, I love that. I think that's fantastic. All right, so let's talk a little bit of the training of – rugby players because, you know, and we're going to talk about your Drury University team here very soon. Um, but we, I want to get into some of the training. Um, Abby just made eye contact with me, though, so we're going to take our first break as we go to that. But when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about um, the physical training but also a little bit about the mental training because I, I guarantee there is a lot of mental coaching that goes on in this sport as well. I have Brian Bevel here. We're talking rugby tonight. And I want to thank Great Southern Bank for being our presenting sponsor. We'll be right back here on A Coach's Perspective. A coach's perspective and this segment is sponsored by highland dairy highland dairy is owned by dairy farmers and they've been for providing a great selection of nutritious dairy products since 1938 hey it's a proven fact from scientific studies professional dietitians at the ideal sports beverage recovery drink available to athletes after workout is chocolate milk and highland dairy has the best tasting chocolate and they're a proud sponsor of a coach's perspective 
And I bet even rugby players will have chocolate milk after practice. Right, Coach? Absolutely. <laughs> so we're talking um, about rugby, and we're, we're looking at some of the fundamentals. And before the break, we talked a little bit about um, some of the training, the physical training. So let's talk about some of the physical training of rugby because the endurance and stamina is just mind-boggling. Um, it, it is it is extremely intense. Tell us what you do to train your athletes. Well, <clears throat> ideally, um, rugby players are go- going to be cardio junkies. Um, and, you know, it's a cross between a marathoner and a power lifter. Um, I, and we spend a lot of time, we, we do yoga, we do a lot of stretching, we do a, a lot of things to make us pliable. But first and foremost, you, you have to be, have some sense of strength. And you have to spend some time, um, when you're catching grown men going the other direction, um, you're going to have to physically put the time in. And, and my boys uh, at Drury, our men uh, for the Springfield Rugby Club, the ladies for the chaos, you can't fake it. And you can't let your teammates down by not putting the time in. And and in time in time is important. We all know that, and you got to put the time in the gym correctly. So the cardio, the strength training. How about new players? How do they get used to getting um, walloped? Is the only word that's coming to my mind right now. <laughs> and not, then getting back up and going. <laughs> well, the, in 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 the great thing about rugby is it takes every size, shape, and form. We've got some really big guys that are six foot six, six foot five. We got some little guys that are five foot four, and they all have their place on the rugby pitch together. Um, you're not a lot of times the spacing because of the size of our field. A guy that's getting hit is getting hit by a guy his own size, right. and that's just the way the spacing works out a lot of the time. Um, you know, you're going to find the odd occasion where you're going to have a number ten going up against a number two. Ideally, number two is going to win that, you know, mm-hmm. um, because of the physicality of it. But the number 10 is usually shifty enough that he doesn't take a full-on hit. Right. Um, but, you know, we used to do some really adventuresome training. Um, we'd hit the gym. Um, I've done a 50K on trail. We would go run. We would go. Oh, my goodness. We would, we would spend our winters trail running yeah. as, a, as a team. We thought that was really a good way for camaraderie. We'd meet at Busick State Park and run and run and run so when everyone goes have you ever run a marathon i said yeah plus seven miles plus seven miles yeah you know, and, and in ravines and trail. hills and on, on trail. trail i and did we, a 10 i sur- no let me rephrase that i survived a 10k trail run once can't even imagine the 50 it's it's one right. of those things that um we don't take time in rugby sessions in training sessions to actual call out cardio we want our drills and our discipline and our pace mm-hmm. of training to resemble what an 80-minute game would do. That's why training sessions are usually 90 minutes. So it's just bang, bang, bang. Keep them moving the whole time because you don't want to just stand there and do lines. Right. Especially in amateur rugby where you're paying to play on the men's level uh, here in town or the ladies' level. In college, it's a little different. I can make different demands. I'm paying them to play. I love that. I love that. When I was coaching you know, basketball, oftentimes I couldn't stand just running. Now, some of my players that are listening might, you know, they need to make sure they're buckled up and pull yeah. over before you laugh because they did run. But I loved incorporating the cardio into the drills because it was more productive. And, and it was also more um, realistic in their training um, to coordinate from practice to games. So when you are, when you are at practices and you're doing some, some of those drills and you're working on some of those things, um, what about uh, some of the positions? Like how do you decide who goes where and how do you pick out um, which players would best benefit? So what's your strategy on positions? You know, we do the, the, the really great thing about rugby is a lot of our ball handling and our, our skill set yeah. things are done as an entire unit. Not like football where you break it up, offense and defense, linemen and backs. We all do it together. 
we do it we do it together and it's amazing even when you take brand new people that may have never played a sport in high school and they pick up um you know a rugby ball they come out there you see what their skill set is hand eye running with the ball picking the ball we've got some gentlemen that are great in set pieces um the line out and the scrum and restarts aren't so good with ball in hand just running like a running back would do and and that comes quite evident um just through regular drills and, and that's what we we start with the fundamentals every practice you start with fundamentals and and grow from those and you'll see the players and and where they want to be and where they need to be um you've got some folks that we call a worker bees that just want to go do the work they don't want to see the ball they just want to do the rucking and, and they want to do the tackling and the mauling and the support um and it, it's quite evident just by the way that they recycle during the drills. Because I'm a firm believer in personalities matching positions. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important um, to be able to do that. And I also think that, you know, ten, you know, offensive strategies, you've got to have some team chemistry, and I bet this is extremely important in that game because you've got to read each other. You've got to have those instincts. So talk about a little offensive it's, strategy. Oh, gosh, it's, it, it's paramount to your success on the rugby pitch. One of my assistant coaches at Drury and I have played together since 94. Um, we don't have to talk. Literally on the field, if we play old boy rugby, <laughs> if we play old boy rugby together, I know where I need to be and when, and he'll present the ball. And, and that comes with chemistry and it comes with time, but it comes with knowing the game. I still play over 50 men's rugby and I'll play out in Aspen and I'll play in Scottsdale this fall. And it playing with guys that are that experienced, you just know where to be and when to be there. And that leads to, I mix myself in with 18 year old boys at Drury and they're just like, how does coach get there? Well, you know, well, coach knows where he's going before you thought about going there. Um, you know, it's, it's like with basketball players. There's certain ones that do the work that are rebounding monsters. Right. Set the screens, make Got the, it. yes. We, we have some of those that, some of those that have never score a try. If they do, it's an accident, you know, because that, that's not what they do, but they get rewarded and they feel, uh, as they contributed by doing the work. Right. All right, so flipping sides are mindsets, if you will, because this is it, it is a little different besides just offense and defense. But what are some defensive strategies in rugby? Well, coming up is one. Everything you see in rugby, you'll see us with our hands spread out, and we'll post, and wherever the ball, like I said earlier, the ball creates the line of scrimmage. We can't be across that line of scrimmage until the ball comes out. So you'll see us coming up as one. No gaps. You know, we spread out. You may not want me to be the guy out on the very end, if you put a speedster out there, so you're recycling and you put, you'll see the bigger guys, the pack will be in the center of the field where the action is, where the rucks or malls are. Um, rucks are plays that take place on the ground. Malls are stand up driving forward. Like you used to see in football where they drive whole groups. We literally can form a mall and drive it forward and steer it while we're on our feet. Um, and, and that's a play. It's a design play. A lot of times, um, you don't realize what the defense is doing or the offense is doing, and it's just a subtle turn of eight men. Um, and same thing with the scrum. When we start a reset, like the line of scrimmage in football, they call all the blocks and all the cross blocks right. and who's who's chopping down, who's doing this. We do it in rugby. We turn that scrum so I can take six, seven, and eight, their best defenders, and stick them as far away from my quarterback as I can. And that's super subtle stuff that people, when they see it on TV, they're like, oh, my gosh, or, you know, uh, a scrum broke out. You know, you'll hear some broadcaster say it, and they use it in the wrong term. It's really a, a very choreographed move by eight grown men that you know might weigh twenty five hundred, uh, twenty six hundred pounds that are, are driving the ball in a set piece. And that's called again a scrum. A scrum. Wow, that's, that's how you restart it. The yeah. scrum is the equivalent of the line of scrimmage in football. 
and this is, you know, what's interesting is I think rugby has a lot of them. The vocabulary is very unique. Um, and that's something too. When I was doing my homework, I was like, this is a vocabulary lesson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, when I was reading mall, I was thinking, mm-hmm. oh, they're just, they're mauling them. They're hitting them really hard. But no, there's an actual, uh, definition for that. And so I, I think that's really neat. So, how, you know, it's the popularity of rugby has really grown, especially here in the Midwest. I think, um, especially here. So tell me a little bit about what you think you attribute that popularity growth. We, we've been really blessed in the, uh, in this region to have strong rugby in Kansas City, strong rugby in St. Louis, good rugby in Tulsa, good rugby in Fayetteville right below us. We pride ourselves in having great rugby. Um, we're the only club in the state of Missouri that owns its own facility, uh, brand new 13.5 acre facility. We opened on Sawyer Road this past weekend. Uh, in Republic, Missouri, um, and we're really proud of that. And I think the, the high school programs have research, have come to the surface again. COVID was really rough on rugby um, and, and did a number on it, and we're restarting high school rugby in Springfield. Uh, the Olympics, the fact that they put seven-man rugby in the Olympics again uh, and put it on TV, uh, it's such a fast game. It lasts 15 minutes. It's, it's really fast, a lot of scoring, a lot of action. People like that. Um, you know, that's the one downfall for rugby in the United States is um, there's no commercial breaks. So it's hard to broadcast <laughs> right. an 80-minute game in a 90-minute window. They do it in Great Britain and down under. with They, they put the ads on the field, they, you know, like they do behind home plate in Major League Baseball games. So we have to get to that. But the fact that I think the, the, what the number one factor leading to um, the growth of rugby in the United States right now is the opportunity to play rugby. We now have opportunity to play rugby at the high school level, the junior high level, and kids are, are, are going to that and, and seeing that they can play it and play it safely and, and succeed at it. Well, and you, and you say play safely. Um, I did have a couple of questions that were sent in that were curious about rugby, and that is one of them is, you know, what do you say to those people that think rugby is a dangerous sport? Um, and, you know, what are some of the safety advancements that have happened in the, in the last few years of the game? Uh, baseline concussion studies. We have less concussions per capita in rugby than in American football because we don't lead with our heads. You can't lead with your head and play rugby more than about 15 minutes because you're not going to be on the field. Right. Um, so it's called getting you, your bell ring. Right? Correct. And, and, and now as a referee and administrator, um, I have concussion training to, to identify those things um, and get you off the field. Um, in, in a timely fashion for your own safety. So we very seldom do we have someone get their bell rung that we even allow them back on the field. Um, we just it just doesn't happen. So the the lack of um, yes, the lack of pads. Everyone's like, oh, you guys don't wear pads. Mm-hmm. Well, but you learn very quickly to to not stick your head in places it doesn't belong. Another grown man's knees. It's a life example. lesson as well. It, it is. It is. <laughs> it's a steep learning curve, but it you learn quick. I like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, you don't you don't tackle and break your collarbone. You know, right. there's, there's just things that you learn and you learn those at practice. You learn those from the first day. No, no, no. Don't put your head there. Everything we do is about safety yeah. in our drills. When you're in a ruck, your head's up, your butt's down, you're in a safe position. So your neck's not exposed. And that's why we don't get those catastrophic injuries that we, that you see. Um, they happen in sports. Don't get me wrong. They happen at every level in sports, but we've been very blessed that that, that kind of thing um, is kind of been trained out of rugby um, through through you know world rugby and the United States rugby program. When you're talking about um, the fundamentals and the correct way, I think that has got to be key, um, especially with the youth coaches that are trying to develop the sport and grow the sport. They have to be able to teach those techniques the correct way. Um, 
That is so important. Yeah, I mean, I've taken um, all three of my coaches uh, at Drury are level 200 trained up, which is which is pretty high up, the, the food chain and, and coaching, um, so that they can even take the pitch to, to touch a young man or a young lady and say, here's where I need you, here's what I need. And we spend a lot of time walking through drills for that specific reason so that when you're doing it at 100 miles an hour, your instincts are there that you know don't stick my head in there. You know, and, and even as a referee, I will stop a college match or a men's match and put my foot on someone and go, you're doing it wrong. Don't do that again. This right. is going to get you hurt. Good. And, and that's, that's how we spread the, the growth of rugby is by not having catastrophic injuries, making sure they learn it right and making sure you do it the right way the first time and then do it the right way every time. I love that. I love that. All right, well, we're going to take a, another break, and we will come back. We're going to continue talking rugby with Brian Bevel, and we're going to talk a little bit about Drury University rugby and, and their first year that they're getting ready to play on their brand-new fields. This is so exciting that you're able to do that. So we'll take a quick break. We want to thank Highland Dairy again for sponsoring this segment, along with Greg and Melinda Burnett, as they support local and thoughtful radio. This is Jenny Hopkins. We'll be right back on A Coach's Perspective. Welcome back to A Coach's Perspective. This is Jenny Hopkins. I have Brian Bevel here, and we're talking some rugby. This segment is sponsored by Bill Grant Ford in Bolivar. Hey, they know cars, they know trucks, they know SUVs, and they know service. They know how to keep their customers happy and loyal. I've been one of them for over 25 years. You've got to give Kelly Grant, Shane Rainey a call. They will take care of you. They will do a coast-to-coast search, and they're going to find exactly what you're looking for and in your price range. Give them a call at 417-326-7671. We're also sponsored by West Logging. West Logging has over 50 years experience. Go to westlogging.com or find Danny West on Facebook. He'll give you a free consultation and he's going to treat your land like his own. And we also appreciate Craig Lehman with Shelter Insurance. So you, we have been talking with Coach Bevel about rugby and, and I, I want to kind of transition from you've done a tremendous job, A plus on the 101 of rugby. Now let's talk about um, Drury University and the Rugby Panthers, and and talk a little bit about what you're expecting in this first year um, and how exciting it is that we've got a collegiate rugby team right here that's getting ready to compete. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, You know, Drury came to me a couple years ago uh, and approached me about um, wanting to find a place for Drury to play rugby. Not They didn't ask me to coach rugby. They wanted to know if Springfield Rugby Football Club would be interested in hosting Drury and uh, men's and women's rugby at our facility. the same time that was happening, Convoy of Hope approached us about purchasing our current rugby facility on James River, um, and this giant rugby thing happened because Convoy <laughs> of Hope stepped up and built us a brand-new 13-and-a-half-acre facility with two uh, international-sized pitches plus a 60-by-60-meter 60 60 um, practice area, and we couldn't have done it without Convoy of Hope, and they were a great partner to work with. That allowed me to go back to Drury and say, listen, we've got ground We've got opportunity. It's not far from campus. Um, what would you like to do? And I sat down with a, a, a group of their um, administrators, and we went over um, what it would take to start rugby, which in, in it sounds funny in layman's terms, probably the cheapest sport you could put on a collegiate varsity level would be rugby. There's just not much we need. Roll out some balls. You don't need pads. We have practice pads. <laughs> yeah. We do have practice yeah. pads. And sometimes they call practice dummies coaches because we hold the pads. But, <laughs> yeah, um, right. yeah, it doesn't take much to really outfit a rugby team. Um, and so Drury said, hey, we, we think we want to do this. We want to try to um, 
change the direction of Drury University um, with some alternative sports, lacrosse, rugby, men's hockey, and uh, stunt. Um, they brought in six new sports, and um, yesterday was the first day of school at Drury, and it was the largest freshman class in the history of Drury University. So um, I'd like to think that we played a small part in um, helping do that with our new sports um, and a new opportunity for people on, on the Drury campus. Um, so with, with the, that being said, the men's side, um, we, it's a three-year build to try to get 40 guys. Uh, the ladies are trying to get 25 excuse me, players out there um, by the third year. We all are going to play rugby this fall uh, and this spring. And what's great is men's rugby in this region for college starts in September and runs through May. So it dovetails with the um, collegiate calendar super well. Uh, we, and the other part of rugby, which makes sense for um, a college the size of Jury uh, University, um, is most of our travels one day. It's out and back. Our conference is going to be the Gateway Conference, so we'll play a couple schools out of St. Louis. We'll play, um, we'll play Benedictine. We'll play Pitt State. We'll play S and T. Um, we'll be able to play the big boys. We can go play, you know, Mizzou and OU and K, KU and Arkansas um, and do it all in one day. So it makes the travel uh, a really uh, approachable thing for a university. And if you bring forty young men on campus to play rugby at Drury and offer them scholarships. It's a really good benefit to the university. That is nice. And, you know, and at at our level, you know, the other part of that is, is it just creates another level of culture at Drury. Um, and the rugby culture is one that, um, is just remarkable. You know, over my door, when you walk out of my office, the last thing it says is with you because you can't go alone. No rugby player does it on his own. And every one of us wants to have a hand on our shoulder when we go into a collision knowing that I have someone with me. And and I think that's going to pay dividends for those young men as they move forward, um, and young ladies um, through their academic career and into their you know their professional lives. And I think it's so important too when they are in an academic institution and they're in college and they're on their own for the first time to belong to something to have that sense of community. And you know, just bravo to Jury University for adding these sports and and taking that leap to try to give more involvement to these student athletes because as you know, that's a key to mental health is being a part of of something that's bigger than yourself. Oh gosh, giving them giving them direction. Mm-hmm. Dr. Cloyd um, has visited uh, and and with me extensively, uh, and and with Katie, uh, he's a big rugby fan. So we might have a step <laughs> up on lacrosse and hockey. And uh, I'm not sure he stunt that he's you know plus or minus. <laughs> I'm not sure, but rugby for sure. Uh, Dr. Cloyd has been there and and is just um, all on board. The trustees. I've gotten to meet a lot of the trustees that. Um, didn't know they were rugby fans, but they think they are. And, you know, can't wait and can't wait to come out and see us play. And we're going to host a match this fall on campus, uh, specifically at the new Sunderland, um, turf field. We just got built and, uh, and, and do that, um, for the campus, for the community so they can see what, uh, they produced for us. Well, t- tell us a little bit about recruits. I always, when I have college coaches on, I like to talk about what you look for in a recruit. Obviously, you're going to look for those physical athletic skills and some of the rugby sport-specific skills. What other intangibles are you looking for? Well, it, it's kind of a, a unique opportunity, and, and with rugby, I go out looking for an individual that uh, has that, that inner drive. They don't have to be a rugby player. There's only 11 schools that played rugby this year in the state of Missouri for boys, so that, that class is pretty small. Um, but I, I have signed some high school rugby players out of Bixby, uh, Springdale, um, anywhere they played. 
signed a young man, um, Elijah Roberts. He's a Bolivar guy. Uh, he was one of my first signees, was just a, a hard-nosed football player that said, hey, I'd like to give this a go. So we do. And first and foremost, you know, I'm, I'm looking for people that are going to succeed academically. You know, Drury's a hard school to get into, so I, I make no bones about that. And I, I signed a kid this afternoon that's an MMA fighter. He's into. He wants to be. Oh, wow. He wants to be an architect. He he'll wants, be a one or two, right? Yeah, uh, no, he'll be a four, <laughs> four or five. Four or five. Okay, yeah, he'll yeah, be a I'm, four or five. He's a, close. He's six foot five. He's a big kid. <laughs> um, but you know, and then I signed a five foot three kid that that has come on board and he's shifty and he's good and they all have their home. But I'm beating the bushes. Uh, I signed. I've got two kids coming from Rolla next year. I've got a kid from Dora. Um, I've got. I, I'm out. You know, spreading the word, I've put out an email to every high school coach in the state of Missouri that coaches boys has gotten an email from me in the last year more times than they probably want to admit, um, whether it be wrestling coaches, soccer coaches, kids that want an opportunity to perform at the next level at a varsity sport as part of their academic career. Um, those are the people I'm looking for. Those are the young men that I'm, you know, they may not go play football Less than 1%. Was it one-tenth of 1% of the athletes that are playing high school sports will ever be professional? Right. You might as well pay, play the greatest sport on the planet, which is rugby, um, while you're going to college at Drury. Might as well, right? Absolutely. And be involved. I Absolutely. think that's fantastic. And so, you know, so let's um, segue right into what I wanted to talk about earlier, and that is the mental strategies of rugby. I mean, you know, when you are recruiting, I mean, do you, is there like a, a meanness test that they take or is there any kind no. of, you know, but how, what is that mentality that you've got to have? Because it is tough and it is strong determination. I like to say that rugby is the biggest game of chess you'll ever play. It, it literally is a chess game between whether you're kicking, receiving, keeping ball in hand or giving it away. It is, it is honestly a game of chess that's going on 40 minutes at a half, 80 minutes overall. And, you know, the fortitude you have to have, the first time you go into a scrum and the guy across from you outweighs you by 20 pounds <laughs> and you get the wind knocked out of you and you go, really, i got to do this for 80 minutes? That's where you is a mental check. Can you pass that next chem lab? I bet you can. If you can play rugby, uh, I, I think it's going to help you be that better student and be that better person that when that's on your resume, when you go and apply for your first job, you played rugby. It's not like Tommy Boy anymore, where they just drink beer, put a jersey on, and go hit each other. It's not like that at all. It's so much more cerebral, and I think um, people once they realize that there's so much forethought that goes into our actions when we decide to kick or put the ball down or how we choose to do things, it, it, it comes across as a whole different game. And that and that's what you're looking for. You're looking for those players that that are strategic, that are tough, that are strong mm -hmm. physically. You're looking for those. For those dirty hookers, right? Yeah. Okay, that's if, one of my, if you didn't get that, by the way, you should go back and listen to segment one because <laughs> that, uh, that was not inappropriate. That right? was spot on. It <laughs> Thank was spot you. on. And then, you know, the, most of the time I want to know what you do outside of sports. I want to know Ooh, what like you, that. you know, uh, I've signed two guys that, um, you know, are Eagle Scouts. They've got a little fortitude. They've got a little knowledge. They've got a little stick to itness. Um, I look at FFA guys. You know, if you raise some calves, you grow up on a farm, you hold some hay, you ever split wood with a, you know, with without a tractor? You ever used a mall? Um, you know, those are kind of questions I ask guys that are different than, you know, what do you do other than rugby? I want to know what you do that might give me an edge um, to promote that, you know, and promote that skill set. Um, oh, you do jujitsu? Okay, let's talk. You know, um, you're you're you think you're going to wrestle, but you're not sure you want to play rugby. Let's talk. Right. And, and and so those are the individuals I'm looking for. 
Um, Wear a lot of hair gel. You're back. You're number oh, 14, 15. Exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> if you own a hair dryer, go right. back there to the back yeah. line. <laughs> well, I think also, you know, it seems like when you're looking for someone that has has had success in other sports that haven't played rugby, is it is it difficult to teach at that level? Is it difficult to for them to learn this new sport? No. You, you take a, a American football player, and they have the, the stick-to-ness to go hit somebody. Okay? They've hit people. And if you can do it and you get to hit somebody your own size over and over again, that, that works to my advantage. Um, if you take a guy who didn't sat on the bench in basketball and never – you know, got the time he needed, but he comes out and we can lift him and he's got great soft hands, there's an aptitude for you in rugby. If you're just fast, we had a guy that for years, he's a great friend of mine, we called Flipper because he couldn't catch a cold, let alone a <laughs> rugby ball. We would run and hand it to him because he couldn't catch it. And he turned into a great rugby player. It just takes time and patience, and I've got a lot of that. Okay, so there there are some parents listening or there are some young athletes listening how, if they are in this area, how can they learn to play the game? We, uh, Well, I'm helping um, start the high school academy back up. We'll be hosting some sessions this fall and into the spring to play uh, high school rugby, junior high rugby. Um, SpringfieldRugby.com will have links to the Springfield Rugby Academy, Drury, Drury Panthers. Um, I'm, I'm there all the time, um, bbevel at drury.edu. Um, and I will get you hooked up if you want to play rugby, male or female. Um, Katie Scott is running the – the ladies program, high school. Uh, she helps run the chaos with Jody Lawrence, our senior women's team. I want team. you to talk a little bit about the chaos, too, because this is not just a sport for men. No. The, a great uh, women's the, program. Queen City Chaos has been around for seven years now. Uh, we, we started that um, with Katie Scott and a couple other ladies and Jody Lawrence, and um, they're thriving and doing well. And uh, they played this last weekend and, and had a very successful tournament. And if you want to play rugby, it doesn't matter. We've had – Young ladies come out at 40 years old. We've had an attorney. We've had an accountant. We've, we've had all different shapes, all walks of life. If you want to come try something different and, and, and get out there and, and do something that's going to get your heart rate up, rugby's it. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. And it sounds like a great sport for youth athletes also as a cross-training sport as well to help them in other sports. Absolutely. I mean, the hand-eye, you don't even have to play a match or make a tackle to get a lot out of rugby or a rugby training session. So tell me a little bit about um, whenever you have a new player that comes out and they're learning this game, um, how, what kind of guidance do you give them as far as your assistant coaching staff? Do you have certain areas like um, I know in football, that's one of the references I keep going back to. I'm so sorry about that because rugby has been around a lot longer than football, but tell, tell me how do you um, work on, they have positional coaches. They work with the line, they work with the backs, they work at the ends. How do you all divide that up? Well, We split them out. Usually we start out with the new guys uh, we put and, and young ladies. We put them through the same drills we do everyone else. And if they struggle with passing or catching or the concept, we always have assistant coaches around to take them off to the side and just work with them for a few minutes. And then when we reintroduce them to the drills, we'll stop a drill. Like I said, we walk through things. We'll stop a drill and go, no, 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 don't do this, Billy. Right. This is how we do this. Or Hey Jody, don't do that because that's going to get you hurt. We want to we work that out right off the bat, and that's the the great thing about the brotherhood and sisterhood of rugby is everyone else is completely okay with taking half a beat to let them get it right, so that they'll be able to contribute in the future. Doesn't I mean it just sounds so fun to be able to to one learn a new sport, to have it be such a physical sport, to have all of these mentalities. Um, 
if for all of the rugby players out there that are listening that will know exactly what you're talking about, what is probably one of the best plays in rugby that really gets your blood flowing? Like that is what it's all about type oh. play, like a slam dunk in, in basketball. It's got to be the poach of the pill. <laughs> so when you go in there, okay, another the vocabulary ball, no, you want to go into a tackle, make the tackle, regain your feet, and take the ball and go instantly from defense to offense. Yeah. There's nothing more satisfying than stopping another grown man going the opposite direction, <laughs> putting him on the ground and taking I do the, that with my husband all the time. What are you talking about? <laughs> and taking, taking the ball and turning it into offense. It puts the other team in total chaos. They, they literally have to realign, and it's, the, it's as gratifying as it gets. I, I, I love the fact that... Um, you know, you can score tries, and I've scored a lot of tries. I've done all that. It's 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 doing that for your team, putting your body on the line, making that tackle, knowing that if you end up on the wrong side, they're going to lay the boots to you, and you're going to be encouraged right. to get, you know, onside. Um, and that that creates so much good will with your team. Yeah. You, and what's you, it called again? Poach, poach. <laughs> poach the pill. So you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna literally your like the that. ball the ball you know so you're poaching the ball. And if you can do that, it's a learned sport. Uh, it's a learned tactic. It's super hard to do. Um, but the world-class athletes that do it make it look so easy, and it's so gratifying for your side because it puts you on an instant advantage. That's fantastic. And, and you've got a, a great schedule coming up this fall. They can go, you can go to Jury Athletics, um, and you can go to their athletics page, and you can see the schedule. Yep. Um, and that is, uh, you know, and if anybody wants to come out and watch and see this sport, I definitely invite you to do this because – what a rush. I think, I, you know, it's watching and doing some of the homework. And the fans are intensely passionate when they are watching a rugby game. That's got to be fun, too, to play in front of that. Oh, yeah. you. Uh, we did it this weekend. When a guy scored a play, the whole place erupted. You know, it was just <laughs> such a good good play. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, you don't have a kind of fan. You're either a fan or you're not. Right. You know, you don't get I the like root that. for multiple teams. You know, there's no wishy-washy. Uh, you're in or you're out. And uh, it's, it's fantastic. And, you know, and, and I kind of want to close out with this. I, I am a big Australian rules football fan. I, I went to Brisbane, and uh, my, my older brother lived there, Greg Burnett, and he, he uh, was a big fan of the Brisbane Lions, and I've been following them since then. Um, how is rugby just so different from Australian rules football? Because in Australia, you're either a footy fan or a rugby fan. And So tell us a little bit about those. That it's a, it's, that's, a, that's a very physical game, a lot of cardio involved, um, not quite the contact that you have in rugby. That's what separates them out. It's a bigger arena uh, and a lot more cardio. Those guys are, are definitely um, animals when it comes to their cardio <laughs> training. It's just not as many set pieces and there's not as much controlled contact as you have in rugby. Right. That's what separates. You don't play both disciplines because you have to be you know, um, a little more leaner to play. Rugby's still the toughest. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> Rug- rugby is, uh, I like to tell the hockey coach that rugby is, we just don't wear skates. <laughs> and just go when we hit each yeah. other, you yeah. know, we play on grass. So. Yes. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, Coach Bevel, thank you so much for being here tonight. Um, we appreciate you sharing your Hall of Fame wisdom and, and want to wish you the best of luck as Drury University kicks off their first rugby season. I appreciate your, uh, your hospitality and the opportunity. All right. Sounds good. Well, we're going to wish you the best of luck and we're going to move into our post game talk. Uh, sponsored by Story Construction. Go to story, S-T-O-R-E-E dot com for more information. You know, tonight we discussed a physical and competitive sport, rugby. You know, when sports such as this grow in popularity, I enjoy kind of finding out why. What is it that's a, that is the reason for more and more humans trying this? I love the concept. You know, sometimes we feel like we've been hit hard um, and it can be challenging to get back up. 
My dad always told this story when he was in the NFL. He was one time he was hit by Marty Schottenheimer. And to quote him, he saw little birdies. He also saw a giant shadow come over and stick out his hand and, and offer his assistance. And Schottenheimer looked at him and said to my dad, nice hit, Burnett. Now, wow, think about that for just a quick moment. When you get hit, you've got to get up. Sometimes you may need help getting up, but the important part is to be diligent, be determined, persevere, and get back up. That's how champions do it. And I'm going to remind you, as I do each and every week, be a good human and live your life like a champion, like a human champion. This is Jenny Hopkins. This has been A Coach's Perspective.